everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Biblical Fiction Buffs podcast. My name is Jenna Van Maurick, and I'm your host here, as well as on the Biblical Fiction Buffs Instagram account, and you can also find me at Jenna Van Maurick everywhere else. And today I wanted to do a bit of a introduction post or an introduction podcast into the world of biblical fiction and what biblical fiction is or biblical novels, what it isn't, just different authors and categories and all kinds of things that if you're really familiar with the genre you may have heard of before or if you're not quite so familiar uh, or you, you know, are just uh, learning or you've just discovered this world, then this podcast episode should be for you. So this is something that I get requested to talk about quite a lot. And back in the day when I had my YouTube channel at Jenna Van Maurick, I made so many videos like what is biblical fiction and my top five biblical fiction recommendations, the beginner's guide to biblical fiction, uh, you know, biblical fiction book recommendations for people who are new to biblical fiction. All of those kinds of videos kind of explaining the genre, but it has been several years since I did some of those videos. And while those remain the most popular videos on my channel to this day, even though I'm not really active on YouTube anymore, I'm starting to realize that it's been a few years and a new wave kind of of Um, you know, people wanting to know about biblical fiction is emerging. So I am here to answer all of those questions. And to start out with, you know, what is a biblical fiction? Or what is a biblical novel? Or what are those terms that I'm even using anyways, right? So if you're familiar with fiction in general, (laughs) fiction is generally divided up into genres. And you have all kinds of genres like science fiction and fantasy and historical and Western and, you know, World War II books or romance or contemporary. There's so many different genres, right? And when people talk about Christian fiction, they're typically talking about a genre of books that usually have something to do with Christianity or the characters mention God or are Christians or profess to be Christians or maybe the plot revolves around learning some sort of lesson or a redemption story or just anything, you know, kind of like that typically gets classified as Christian fiction. So biblical fiction is a subgenre of Christian fiction, right? Because just like with regular genres like fantasy, for instance, you might have high fantasy or romantic fantasy or, you know, with science fiction, you might have futuristic science fiction or space or dystopian novels. There's so many different categories within every genre, right? So a biblical novel is just another category within Christian fiction. Because with Christian fiction, you know, you can have a Christian contemporary, you can have a Christian historical, you can have so many different kinds of Christian fiction that it's really almost unfair to umbrella label the entire genre. But it does kind of, in general, make it the easiest to distinguish between Christian novels and mainstream novels when you just refer to them as one. What is biblical fiction or what is a biblical novel? So there's a lot of conversation around the term biblical fiction because it, at its core value, <laughs> it comes across as an offensive term, right? Because if you're a Christian, you believe that the Bible is fact. So when you hear biblical fiction, it can often, you know, cause people to kind of 
brush brush up against or kind of turn away from that term. And for very good reason, because it can create a little confusion. Uh, Whenever I have told people, oh yeah, I write biblical fiction, and they kind of look at me with a little bit of a questioning glance, I usually, you know, kind of say like, I didn't make the term. The authors didn't make the term. The term is just there. You go to, you know, Amazon, you can sort by biblical fiction. You go to the library, you sort by biblical fiction. Somebody somewhere out there made this term. Um, And that's why a lot of people you'll hear say biblical novels because it just comes across a little bit better. But in terms of, you know, when we're classifying books, we usually classify them as Christian fiction, science fiction, historical fiction. So you'll you'll see, you know, when you're when you're browsing at retail stores and websites, you'll see biblical fiction, but you might hear more people say biblical novels um, because the term is just a little bit easier to listen to. And I tend to flip flop back and forth, so there's no difference. But biblical novels are a subgenre of Christian fiction, specifically a subgenre of Christian historical fiction. Even more specifically, a subgenre of Christian ancient historical fiction, right? So if you're tracking with me, a biblical novel is a Christian-based novel, usually centering around a particular biblical theme or event or story, and it takes place in ancient historical times or, you know, contemporaneously with when the Bible was written. So What are some examples of biblical fiction? So the most common examples that you might be familiar with would actually probably come from television and movies and film. Uh, Most of us, or a lot of us, especially, you know, maybe not quite so many younger people, but a lot of us are familiar with uh, Charlton Heston in The Ten Commandments or Ben-Hur. You know, those are older movies made in the 1950s and 60s. Um, the Ten Commandments is obviously a movie about the life of Moses and Ben-Hur is, the, is a movie about a fictional Judah Ben-Hur, a fictional character living during the time of Christ, during the time of Jesus of Nazareth, and it is based off of the book Ben-Hur, A Tale of the Christ by Lou Wallace, which was published in the 1800s. So biblical fiction has actually been around for a long time. More modern examples, though, a lot of people might be familiar with the DreamWorks animated movies like The Prince of Egypt or Joseph, uh, I think King of Dreams is what it's called. And those are animated movie musicals, mostly targeted or mostly aimed at children, although people of all ages certainly enjoy them. And those are some examples of biblical fiction because they imagine what the lives, what the lives of Moses and Joseph might have been like. A lot of people are probably familiar with nativity story movies as well, series like The Chosen and Jesus of Nazareth and the Bible miniseries, uh, Son of God, the movie produced by Roma Downey and Mark Burnett. So there's a lot of examples, uh, The Passion of the Christ as well, of quote-unquote biblical fiction or biblical-based films and imaginings and television series that are, you know, different directors, different writers, different producers, uh, imaginings of what those particular stories might have been like, right? 
We know when we watch the movie that it might not be 100% accurate. We know when we watch the show that, of course, there's creative license taken, but they're made to kind of give you an idea of what that time period might have been like or, you know, to kind of demonstrate the story because sometimes for a lot of us, um, when we tend to read the Bible on our own without, you know, any extra materials. I'm not talking a study Bible. I'm not talking a podcast or anything like that. When you read the Bible on your own, if you are new to the Bible or maybe you're not a scholar or anything like that, you're reading through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, you know, on and on and on, it can get a little bit confusing depending on what stories you're reading and all of the names and the genealogies and, you know, so on and so forth. When you read through without, you know, a a study Bible or maybe a devotional or a Bible study or something like that, a book or, you know, another material, it can get a little confusing. And there's no shame in in being confused or having questions. In fact, we should have questions. We should have things that motivate us to dig deeper and learn a little bit more. So oftentimes, different people from different walks of life or different areas of expertise or different, you know, motivators will come together to create something like a devotional or a Bible study or a film or you know, something along those lines that can kind of put into context. It's not obviously, it's not a replacement, but it can kind of give you an example of, you know, what people back then might have seen or what it might have been like um, in in context. So it's not there to replace. It's not there to destroy or change. You know, it, it should be there, not not necessarily, but it's it's to provide context or maybe give you something to think about that motivates you to dig a little bit deeper because something that we don't always realize or that we can tend to forget or gloss over is that if we're reading Exodus and we start in chapter one and you know Moses is a baby in a basket floating down the Nile and then we flip the page and then Moses has gone into the wilderness and then we flip the page again maybe two or three more times and Moses has come back from the wilderness and he's there to tell Pharaoh let my people go and you flip the page and then there's the plagues and you flip a few more pages and then there's, you know, the the Ten Commandments and the Golden Calf and the 40 years of wandering, right? Like you can just flip your page and read all of that very, very quickly. We forget though that all of these people that we're talking about in the Bible, they lived lives that spanned years and they couldn't just flip the page, you know, when when things got tough. You know, there's, there's years and years of daily life that comes in between every single biblical event. So when you, you know, go and read something, you may not know all the backstory or the context of why that was important without having another resource there or a study Bible or my personal favorite example, a pastor. So a way that I sometimes think about biblical fiction, good, strong biblical fiction specifically, obviously this isn't, you know, you can't make universal statements or blanket statements because everyone has their own differences and, you know, some people write different kinds of biblical fiction that is less focused on a specific biblical event and more just slice of life books kind of thing. My favorite way to think of it is 
I used to have a pastor or there was a pastor who used to speak at my church frequently and also spoke at uh, college and high school and, and stuff for different chapel services. And they were very good at telling a story. So as they would be, you know, reading you the Bible verses, they would be telling you the story around it and putting it into context for you. And obviously they're a pastor. So, you know, they've probably done a lot of study and a lot of research and they kind of fill in the blanks and fill in the gaps for you and remind you, you know, why it's important or what the therefore in that in that verse is there for or, you know, just really painting the picture of, of what certain things would have actually been like or why they would have been so groundbreaking or important or, you know, why the Bible feels the need to emphasize them so heavily in the writing of it. So there's just, you know... My personal favorite way of describing good, strong biblical fiction is that it feels a little bit like a long form sermon, right? Like there's illustrations in there that give you context. It's not a replacement for your personal Bible study time. It's not a replacement for, you know, reading the Bible itself on its own, you know, listening to a podcast or reading a devotional. You know, there's there's no replacement for reading the Bible on its own spending time with Jesus, but it can put it into context and kind of give you the background knowledge. And then it can also demonstrate a lesson like a parable would or like a sermon would that includes a story or a sermon illustration, right? So that's kind of how I generally think of the genre as a whole and what the purpose of the genre is. To me, as someone who reads biblical fiction, that's what I'm looking for when I'm looking at reviews and I'm looking on the shelves in stores. And as someone who writes, that's what I'm aiming for. And again, all of this is personal opinion and a lot of different authors, just like in any genre, not just biblical fiction, will write in different areas or write different uh, categories or so on and so forth, right? So there's there's so much there, so much room for um, interpretation and development as well to see where the genre goes in the future and of course where it's been in the past. There's been a lot of change, so... That's just kind of a general explanation. But, you know, what are some examples of biblical fiction novels? Because there's quite a few and there's quite a different, uh, quite a few different styles of writing biblical fiction as well. And I tend to break it up into two categories, although there are multiple different categories and styles and people can blend the two or, you know, writers are so creative is what it comes down to. Authors are so creative and with a little bit of inspiration can do so much. But when I think about biblical fiction and two different main types of biblical fiction, I tend to think about Biblical fiction that either focuses on a biblical figure. I don't like to use the word character when I'm talking about people who are mentioned in the Bible because I feel like character is very similar to that biblical fiction thing that it implies fiction. So I try to, you know, say biblical figure or historical figure when I'm talking about people who are mentioned or named in the Bible. Um... So there's biblical novels that focus on a biblical figure specifically, like Jill Eileen Smith wrote 
the uh, Daughters of the Promised Land series or the Wives of King David series in which the books were called, you know, Bathsheba and the Crimson Cord, which was Rahab's story and Sarai and Rebecca and Rachel and all of those books. In all of those books, the main character is the biblical figure that shares their name, right? So it's an imagining of what their life might have been like. Similar to maybe the Ten Commandments um, or movies like The Passion of the Christ or Jesus of Nazareth or The Prince of Egypt, where the main character is a real historical figure and it's an interpretation of what their life might have been like between, you know, Bible verses and between the more iconic moments that we think about when we study their stories. And it puts their lives into context. The second type of biblical fiction, which is typically the type of biblical novel that I personally read more of and enjoy more because there's so much more room for exploration and research and learning new things, would be biblical fiction that does not center around a particular biblical figure. It could center around a biblical time period or place, but it just means fictional characters living in Bible times. So my favorite examples to give for this would probably be anything written by Connie Lynn Cassette. For instance, she has the Out from Egypt series, which takes place during the Exodus. Like the characters all experience the plagues and the Exodus and the, you know, waters of the Red Sea parting, but they're not real characters or they're not real in the real world. They may be real in your imagination, but they're not, um, there's no evidence that they really existed. So the characters are fictional, but they experience real historical events, which is, I think, a lot of times the kind of historical fiction that if you just say historical fiction, people are most familiar with, right? So people write books about people living during World War II. People write books about people who lived during the Civil War or the Revolutionary War. People write books about people that took place during, you know, the Regency era or the Victorian period. And all the characters are fictional, but they're living through a real historical time that you can research and know actually existed and actually happened. So that's kind of the second type of biblical fiction or biblical novel. From my perspective, in my opinion, uh, those are the two main categories that most biblical novels can be sorted into one or the other. In that second category of fictional characters experiencing historical events or experiencing historical time periods, you might see biblical figures, historical figures appear in the book. For instance, in Connie Lynn's Out from Egypt series, again, of course, Moses appears or Moses is mentioned, but he's not the main character versus in uh, Misu Andrews, Pharaoh's daughter and Miriam novels, Moses is in fact a main character and the main and the other main characters surrounding him in the book are his mother and his, you know, the woman who drew him from the Nile and Miriam, his sister and Aaron, his brother and so on and so forth. So those are kind of the two major differences. If you are interested in more recommendations of biblical fiction or more, you know, ideas on what biblical fiction to read, you can always send me your suggestions for future podcast episodes. And of course, subscribe to the podcast because I'm going to be sharing all of the biblical fiction recommendations, news about upcoming novels that are going to be published or recently published, and um, all of those kinds of things. And that's really what this podcast is all about. So thank you for listening to another episode of the Biblical 
Biblical Fiction Buffs podcast. Once again, I'm Jenna Van Maurick. You can find me on Instagram and YouTube at Jenna Van Maurick and uh, hang out with me over there. And don't forget to join our Biblical Fiction Buffs online book club at Biblical Fiction Buffs on Instagram. All of this information and complicated links and all of that is going to be in the description of this podcast. Thanks again so much for listening and I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.